0: music
1: How about hour number two on a Monday? Getting Super Bowl week started. Longhorns at Kansas tonight. And yes, we were just reviewing the Pro Bowl games and what people liked and didn't like. One texter says, "I loved it when Ramsey hit Hill in the flag football part. That was good." Uh, somebody else said they need to include some water sports. Somebody else really enjoyed Peyton Manning caring way too much about the end. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with Phil? Of that game. Screaming at the official, it's a penalty, it's a penalty. You said they couldn't do it. Screaming
0: at a flag football official, Peyton.
1: Yes, yes. Do we realize that? Apparently, he does also double as like a some power five. He's in some power five, I think. I think he's a Pac 12 guy. Still. If I heard it correctly. Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, a a little serious. Little bit serious. We've hit all that so far, plus Kyrie to Dallas. Cowboys name an OC, uh, and we hope you are having a good Monday. We hope you got your power back. If you don't, we are thinking about you today, and we're certainly thinking about all those people that are helping to try to get the power back on and the tree limbs off of the important stuff, cars and houses and all of that, and tree trimming and everywhere I went this weekend, I saw a trailer hauling limbs. Everywhere, I just—it was four or five of them every time we were out, even if we were just out for a few minutes. So, uh, thank you to all those people trying to get things cleaned up after what I've uh, heard compared to almost a tornadic event or a hurricane type of event in terms of the the trees dispersed and limbs and, and all that so we hope everybody's doing well I'm Chad Hastings Isaiah Collier alongside as always and if it's one o'clock on a Monday it's time to talk to Joe Cook inside Texas on com at Joseph cook 89 on Twitter if you're getting your follows together how are you sir doing great glad to be here again thanks guys yeah man uh obviously Super Bowl week getting started we'll get your thoughts on that but uh definitely want to get your thoughts on this basketball team texas went to manhattan and i literally texted with craig at halftime when they were down and i just kind of texted them a little joke and hey you want to remind them the game started here and he's like man they cannot hit a shot it's crazy like zay was you know it said seemed like okay shots but they just could not hit them and i guess i should have sent the text earlier because mm-hmm. man they turned it around uh and came back and got a huge win
2: yeah it's a You know, it's always pretty simple. It's a make or miss game, and Texas was missing way too many shots to start. Uh, Heard you talking about it. They were just missing layups, and they were getting really good looks within the flow of the offense. It wasn't just forcing things up, they were getting good production, just ball wasn't fine in the hoop. But uh, once Keontae Johnson went out with those fouls, again, kind of like y'all mentioned, that really changed the complexion of the game. Uh, Marquise Noel, just not his best. And you got to give credit to to Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter. Um, one thing I really noticed with Tyrese Hunter is, of course, you know, Serge Javari Rice has his double-double. Christian Bishop has 14. But um, Rodney Terry has a bunch of trust in Tyrese Hunter right now. And you know, oh, I think if you asked a lot of Texas fans, they'd be questioning that decision. But it really worked out because Tyrese Hunter was the point guard for basically that whole game. Kept the ball out of, uh, you know, took some responsibility off of Marcus Carr's plate. Played really good defense on on Marquise Noel and was key in helping Texas mount that second half comeback.
0: Yeah, Joe. You know, Tyrese Hunter. It seems like his confidence with Coach Terry just trusting him the way that he's been has gone better and better up and in the, more and up and up and everybody just plays so hard not for just coach terry but for themselves because they know what's at the line they know what happened on december 6th and everybody has their eyes on the campus on what's going to happen with texas they had so many expectations at the beginning of the season well they can still do what they're set out to do they can still make it to houston and with that win in manhattan and maybe a win tonight they're looking at a number one seed and that's huge. Getting the number one seed, whether you're midwest, south, you know, west, east, whatever you go, just getting that number one seed and knowing that, you know, it's probably gonna be a closer to home uh, uh, uh region and that's gonna benefit the horns when they get into March.
2: Yeah, it seems like there are five teams right now that are in contention to be that to for those four number one spots. You got Purdue, you got Alabama, you got Tennessee. Houston and I guess he throw Texas in there as well but Texas is leading the big 12 and if they win this game tonight what that puts them to nine and two mm-hmm. uh, with seven more to play that's a really good spot to be in uh usually I think it takes about 13 or 14. It, usually it's like a minimum of 13 out of the 18 uh but you know 14 15 you're in a really strong position and there's no way that the committee's not gonna Reward the Big 12 regular season champion this, you know, gauntlet of a conference, probably with a one seed. So uh, that happens. You get a team that has to go to Dayton first. That's not going to be fresh. Of course, it'll be a 16 seed. Uh, you can't overlook them, as we know from uh, Virginia and Kentucky, even as a two seed in these past couple of years. But yeah, that's definitely in contention, especially if they win that Big 12 regular season title for the first time in, what, 14 years, 15 years, I think. Damn. That's, that's easy number one seed status. Yeah, though they'd be
1: looking right at it. Uh, there's so many impressive things to me about Saturday, and it, it we've talked about these like halftime, you know, discussions, adjustments, and things that have gone on with Coach Terry. But you're kind of making the point Zay made it earlier too. I mean, there may not have been the need for that. It may have just been, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You're getting those shots. If I'm a K State fan watching that game late first half. I'm worried. It went from 14 to 11. Then as that half starts, your team was clunky, and Texas got it to, it was like six at the first time out, three at the next one, and they had the lead on the next one. Then they just hit them with a storm right away. So in terms of an adjustment, if somebody says to you, well, they got to work on the earlier part, do they really? Or is it
2: just try to do try to set up what you did but hit those bunnies and and hit good shots yeah i think it's just coming out with a little bit more composure i mean and this is an old team it it knows how to play this game but uh you just got to be relaxed and trust what the offense does and how it works because it was working like we mentioned they were getting good looks um i think the key for this team is just getting paint touches it, it really does revolve around that and it it could be a variety of different ways of getting those it could be uh, Timmy Allen cutting. It could be Brock Cunningham cutting. It could be you know putting the ball in Christian Bishop or Dylan Dessou's hands. Uh, when they work inside out, that's their best their best offense because they have so many different experienced guys who know how to move without the ball. That if they're able to do that around an interior possession, it's pretty easy for them to get a good look. When they start dribbling and dribbling and dribbling, now you've got a guy in Marcus Carr who can start to hit those shots a little bit more than maybe the average college player. But it's not the that doesn't create the best offense for uh, for the Longhorns. So interior touches, which I think they'll be able to do tonight uh, against Kansas. It's not like they have a 6'10 guy in there. I think the five that they've played most of the year um, has K.J. Adams from down the road playing as the five. Um, and I got to go see a game, I think it was that Friday night before Texas played Kansas uh, in football. They played Southern Utah or Utah Tech, Utah State, a, a school in Utah most people aren't familiar with. And they their lack of size was even a problem against a team like that who's a mm. low major uh, so Kansas is still good I mean Jalen Wilson's probably going to be the big 12 player of the year uh, Kevin McCullough, Dewan Johnson those are really good players but um, you know I think Texas matches up well with this team because Kansas doesn't have the type of size uh, that makes life difficult for Texas and that can match up seemingly at all five spots. Mm. Yeah,
0: this is one of those Bill Self teams where, you know, he lost a lot of good guys last year and Remy Martin and Oshai Baji and Christian Brown, who's doing big things for the Denver Nuggets right now. I, I think he's feeling it. And Jalen Wilson, as good as he is, like you said, he probably will be Big 12 player of the year. The rest of those guys, they could be invisible at times. Like, Kevin McCullough, he's, you know, he's kind of struggling at times, finding himself in his role in Bill Self's offense, playing under Chris Beard and Mark Adams and then DeWan Harris. You know, he ain't no Remy Martin mm-hmm. and Grady Dick ain't no, you know, Christian Brown. So it's going to be tough for them tonight. And you feel good for one of the few times in the history of Texas going to Allen Fieldhouse. You feel good tonight, Joe.
2: Exactly. I think it's only like a three and a half point spread, something like that. Wow. Uh, so and that's, you know, at Fog Allen. And like I said, being able to go there and see that it is just a place that is focused on basketball. You're sitting in uncomfortable seats. It's a little stuffy. <laughs> Uh, there's no ribbon boards, you, you find out what the score is, how much time left, who's got the arrow, how many fouls they have, and that's about all the info you're going to get there. <laughs> yep. No music's playing, it, you're getting the, the pep band experience, but it is, a, it is a cathedral and it is a really cool place, and this will be if Texas wins there, I think I looked it up, it'll be the third win there in the Big 12 era, and the second in a non-COVID situation, because remember that Greg Brown team yeah. went into a limited capacity Allen Fieldhouse on the day Sark got hired, um, and just beat them by 25. But it was a limited capacity Allen Fieldhouse.
1: It's an interesting point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, uh, but that's it is a rare thing to be able to do but we watched TCU go in there and thrash them so we'll see what happens with Texas tonight 8 o'clock tip there uh, a couple other quick longhorn notes football wise Warren Roberson out of Red Oak I haven't said Red Oak this much the whole time I've been on radio it's incredible. Yeah, is that your rival? It, I wouldn't say rival
2: uh, but nearby. It's not a Gerald and Florence like It's thing not like, quite like that Jeff no.
1: Ennis is the big rival with Waxahachie. <laughs> when I was growing up it was Ennis and Waxahachie not Red Oak Red Oak would have been kind of they would have been the class down. Gotcha. Uh, they so were 3A at the time? They then? would have been 3A and we would have been 4A at the time, so I don't Damn. believe we would have been playing. Uh, but Warren Roberson, uh, the decision's coming this week sometime?
2: Yeah, uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow morning, uh, Justin Wells will be there for Inside Texas. Uh, he was a uh, Warren Roberson TCU commit 2023 defensive back. Uh, did not sign with the Horn Frogs in the early signing period. Um, has listened. And, you know, tech, this isn't a recruitment that Texas is just just now starting to get in 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 2023 they had offered him I think earlier in the year and maintained contact and of course they built they ramped things up over the course of the last month or so um kind of come down to TCU Texas and USC Uh, I think he's visited all three in recent weeks but uh, uh, we're sending Justin there to uh, go cover it and uh, we'll see uh, what what hat he decides to pick up if he does One of the classic hat ceremonies.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'll be a big-time flip because I'm tired of Sonny Dyke succeeding. Like, I'm already over that. (laughs) Just going to the championship and going to the Big 12 championship, I'm so over that. Let me ask you this, Joe. You saw the Big 12 schedule come out last week, and it looks pretty good for Texas going up to U of H and then having BYU come down here, but... We've heard the news on the Horns and OU staying in the Big 12 for till 2025. Whatever happens after, we'll see. But it seems like Fox kind of has the stranglehold on everybody. How do you feel about that
2: situation? I, I think that's that's the right read on it. Uh, you know, with with Texas and Oklahoma, if you go to the SEC, they're going to have – ESPN's got basically full control of football media rights for the SEC, uh, but at the same time, they have a significant amount of control of Big 12 media rights too. You got all the Big 12 now stuff for all the other sports. Uh, you know, I think it's like 66 percent of football games or something like that. So not only does Fox want to get what they're paying for for the next two years, uh, or be you know properly compensated for it, ESPN doesn't want to overpay for their Big 12 inventory without Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, So it's a little bit of, a you know, making sure everybody has exactly what they're looking for. I do think it is mostly on Fox, though, and not wanting to get a a league that they're just vastly overpaying for that doesn't include Texas and Oklahoma. And I think, you know, it it does confirm a lot of Texas bravado about, oh, these two teams carry the conference. But when you hear that Fox doesn't want to, you know, play they want to play a little bit of hardball in terms of an early exit because of market value. I think that's the uh, the biggest indicator that that bravado holds pretty darn true.
1: Yeah, why would you want to lose them before you have to lose them? I mean, that's yeah.
2: kind of what the Big 12 is looking at. Yeah, and I've seen I mean, Bobby Burton posted something on Inside Texas about this earlier today, and a lot of the discussion about it is like, ah, oh, you know, just let Fox have this, 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 and it. these these are ironclad contracts, pretty close to ironclad contracts because I don't don't want to say it's ironclad because Texas is trying to get out of it, obviously. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when you have hundreds of millions and now you're kind of venturing into the billions of dollars at stake, you can't just, you know, make some changes on a handshake when it comes to terrestrial television and and stuff like that. So a lot of lawyers, a lot of working things out, but um, it's not dead. Uh, It's not. I think when people saw that Pete Dammel report, they thought, okay. Stamp, it's done twenty twenty-five. They're still working to get out uh for that twenty twenty-four season, but it's gonna be pretty difficult to to overcome the Fox hurdle. Yeah, still a little time left. We'll see if they can figure out a window
1: for whatever that eighteen month time frame is, or you know, see if they can get something done. Uh we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. Before we let you go, Super Bowl fifty seven Eagles Chiefs, you got
2: a thought? and it's gonna be a fun one. Two really good offenses, two pretty good enough defenses uh quarterback driven uh, but quarterback driven in different ways i mean mahomes you have he'll make every throw uh he finds you know a receiver core that doesn't have tyreek hill anymore it's still a pretty good receiver core cuz you have um you have patrick mahomes you look at the eagles different things asked of jalen hurts uh he's able to run the ball we'll we'll see what they decide to do with his health um i know he's had that sh- bum shoulder but it's a super bowl there's there's nothing next week so maybe they'll try and Maybe put it in his in his hands upwards of twenty times in the entire game. So, um, and plus that Eagles front four. I, I did say I, I kind of take that back. That Eagles front four is is pretty menacing. So I don't know. I think it could be like a game in the in the thirties. Not like a shootout, but not like a close, but or like a defensive struggle and. It's it's hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes at this point. No, I, I I really man. think it's going to be mm. another another Chiefs uh, another Chiefs banner being raised up at Arrowhead. Boy, I hope you're right.
1: I hope you are right. They're saying he's able to practice uh, with that high ankle sprain. He's able to practice. You know. Oh yeah, he
2: good. Full participation
1: so far.
0: You know, Brittany taking care of him. Brittany Matthews, our crazy ass, she taking care of him.
1: Yeah, and a training staff of probably like twenty. <laughs> You realize how many people are checking on that ankle every day? Can you imagine? That's an
0: expensive ankle.
1: It's going to be like when you're in anytime you spend time in the hospital, even if it's not that serious, you never feel like you can rest because there's always somebody coming in to check something. I bet they're checking that ankle every 10 minutes with him. Not able to get a uh, get a breath, but uh yeah, they they uh, they're looking good. I hope you're right. As a Cowboys fan who doesn't want to see the Eagles raise another banner, I hope you are right, Joe Cook. I hope you're right. Say you got anything else for Joe? Yeah, dude. Joe, Kyrie
0: Irving to the Mavs. I know you're a Rockets fan, and you're banking on the Victor Yama sweepstakes. But how do you feel about Kyrie going to the Mavs? Obviously, there are
2: two Texas franchises going in different directions. Absolutely, and I mean this. This is a Mavs team that's on the the edge of the play in, just inside of it right now. Um, you've seen how much. It's kind of funny watching these Mavs teams look like James Harden teams of old. Where they're just mm-hmm. overball over reliance on one superstar player who's got a awesome style, but a pretty similar style to what prime James Harden was, and now they're trying to bring in, I guess they're Chris Paul or they're Russell Westbrook. I don't know for uh, uh, for this situation, but it should help. Um, should help Dallas if they can manage all the egos and, and personas and uh, viewpoints. I guess to say stuff like that. <laughs> if they can manage all that aspect of it, <laughs> it's going to be great on offense. Um, We'll see what happens on defense. I I know that uh, it's easy to look at superstar players and be like, oh, they don't defend anymore. But, I mean, Luka Doncic isn't a great defender. Kyrie's okay. Uh, And Christian Wood has not been a good defender for most of his career. So um, I think it'll help. The West is tough. Uh, It'll help them stay competitive, especially with Luka, and I think showing that's a big deal. I'm just excited to see the Nets be in a worse position because of all the draft capital that the Rockets have uh, as a result of that hardened trade from a couple years ago. Because I think they got three firsts from Brooklyn. Oh, and Uh, how
1: they finish determines what the pick is. If
2: if the Nets start missing the playoffs, that bodes really, really well for Houston. It's going to be tough with KD, but KD's not on the floor right now or has not been on the floor that much. So, hey, as long as Brooklyn keeps losing – Mavs can do whatever they want. They can get to the NBA Finals and lose in seven. That'll be good for me.
1: That's a good selfish
2: Houston fan way to look at it. That's well. Do- that's a well crafted thought right there. I hadn't thought that deeply into it. But I just want the Nets to to keep losing because that sets up tech, that te- sets up Houston with you know they're not going to spend all these first round picks on guys. They're going to move them eventually. That's mm-hmm. how you get creative, and that's how moves like the one you saw yesterday or a couple days ago happen. That's how you move Kyrie is you get draft picks. And the ones that Texas – or I keep saying Texas. The one that Houston has as a result of that Nets trade, you want the Nets to keep losing to make it a more valuable commodity.
0: Hey, good news there. Ben Simmons apparently has no trade value. So as long as he's on the court, Nets probably have a good chance of losing. We
1: had somebody text in earlier about now will Kevin Durant seek a trade before Thursday. He already tried that. And now they're – because he already tried that. Didn't it work? Yeah.
2: Not I mean, going to try it again. How do you put together a, a Kevin Durant package in four days? Can't yeah. do it. Right. Like, I think Kyrie, he, he gave him a week, and Kyrie's still a upper-tier player, but he's not a Kevin Durant. I don't know how a team goes like, all right, guys, Monday meeting. Um, we're trying to get Durant. Can we do it in four days? <laughs> yeah, don't think they're going to be able
1: to. That's a good point. That's Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3com at JosephCook89 on Twitter. Always good to see you, sir. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll talk next week. Absolutely. Should be a
2: fun one to review.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to Thanks, him. Joe. By the time we talk to Joe next time, the basketball team will have two games under their belt, the game here at Kansas, and then they'll play West Virginia next weekend, and then, of course, we'll have a Super Bowl to talk about next next monday when we're all sad that football season's gone but just hang on one more game and just cling on to it as much as you can or pretend that you maybe care about the spring stuff like i'm gonna try to do uh that is joe cook coming up your flex segment some rescheduled games power rankings out there for basketball plus i will tell you something i saw this weekend that made me feel super super old in the flex world this is the horn we <laughs> All right, rolling through the beginning of Super Bowl week. Get you a little more information on that coming up. Kind of familiar with this song? Is this a? No, it's not where it went. Yeah, no, I don't have this one at all. <laughs> I sort of know the song, but I got this is no a nineties classic. Yeah, I've. Uh... So it's a band name, not an individual. I think so
0: I don't know for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Real McCoy. Nah, that wasn't happening. Runaway. I knew the song. Real McCoy. All right. Real McCoy. Tora Tora with a song about life and love. And uh, Jerry Reed earlier in the show. We appreciate Zay for all the great music. All the different music we have. There was a lot of different music last night at the Grammys. My girls and I watched that. Oh, my daughter's excited. Harry Styles took home two big awards, including Album of the Year. Huh. She flipped out certain pride when you're a music snob, when you own the Album of the Year. Even though you know that's kind of a weird thing to have, to say that something's the best album of the year, you get a little snobby when you own it. And she does now. So, congrats to Harry uh, yeah, for Yeah, Harry that. beat
0: out Beyonce?
1: Beat out, dude, that list of ten was thick. Beyonce, Coldplay, Adele. Adele? Uh, Lizzo? Lizzo Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar oh. dude they were Yo, all Harry. in that list they were all in that list and while I will tell you that I dig the Harry Styles record it was better than I thought it would be for what it is it's a pretty damn good album I didn't think he was winning album of the year not against that crowd I was like okay Harry by the way Mary J Blige did you say her Mary J is like I think was in there. Mary J, she was. Good morning, gorgeous. Good, was a great song. She performed it last night in a dress that was. Oh, m- I saw the dress. Barely hanging on. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, there were there was a lot of nice cleavage that showed up at the Grammys last night. My lord, from Mary J Blige to Miranda Lambert, hello. So to Adele. So,
0: Jay Z had an event the night before. Like Rock Nation Brunch. Uh-huh. And people showed out there. Like Beyonce, she was wearing the lovely yeah. dress there. And she and looked great
1: last night too. There are a
0: lot of big time names there. So yeah, I, I like the little hip hop tribute. Fifty oh, Years dude. of Hip Hop.
1: Yeah, we gotta talk about that at some point. We gotta dig we gotta dig into that whole thing. That 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 just can't be discussed in one sentence. That was unbelievable. Uh and real quick, congrats to Beyonce, all timer now. The individual artist with the most Grammys ever. Ever after last night. 32, I believe, is now the number. 32. Some dude in the classical realm had 31. She tied him last night and passed him. 32 Grammy Awards.
0: That's a beautiful girl from Houston,
1: Texas. That's right. Just a girl trying to make it out
0: Just of Houston, a girl trying to make it <laughs> my, incredible.
1: My goodness, congrats to Beyonce! All right, so we got a lot of lot of stuff going on today. It is is 1.30, so we will get into the flex segment here. Uh, some rescheduled games and a couple other things for you. Let's go to the flex So, Zay, you were talking about this last week with the reschedule from the power stuff and ice and schools not being open. Some uh, schools were going to be looking at almost kind of tournament vibes, where you're playing a game one day and then you're going to turn around and do it again. So the updated list, you can find it at flxatx.com. The updated uh, outlook for the week includes Westlake at Bowie that's been rescheduled for tonight at 6.30, uh, but Zay, you and I had already talked about that Westlake-Buta-Johnson game coming up, and you and Roger Wallace are still scheduled to do that one tomorrow, correct? Correct. So Westlake's got a little back-to-back here.
0: They do. And that's going to be tough. My man, Trey Lindsay, took over from my pops at Bowie. His, his team's going to be ready for Westlake. They're going to be prepared. So that's going to be a tough one for Coach Lucero. And then they got to play the number one team in the district, 26 6A and Buta Johnson, tomorrow night. So. Just, you know, getting out of that one healthy going into tomorrow, that's all you want. But with last week and all the power outages and the crazy weather that we have, yeah, like you said, Chad, this tournament, AAU-style, select, summer-style type of feel, some guys are going to be affected by it and some guys not so much. Not everybody plays year-round. Right. Not everybody is used to that, you know, so – playing one game, a 32-minute game, especially on the level of high school basketball in this area, then turn around playing another big one, uh, that, that, that might be tough for a few teams, so we'll see who'll thrive and we'll see who'll suffer.
1: And according to this, Bowie then is going to turn around and play Lake Travis tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening at their place, excuse me, at Lake Travis, uh, Bowie hosts Westlake tonight. That Stony Point team we've been talking about, they're 26-1 and now. Still the best team, according to the uh, rankings that Flex has for you, flxatx.com. The new power rankings still have Stony Point at the top. They beat Cedar Ridge 70-55, to 55 and uh, they just keep rolling. If you want to check them out, they will play tomorrow night at home against Westwood. So updated schedules for boys and girls. We appreciate you letting Flex know about it at FLXATX on your social media. There's signing day stuff going on. I believe this morning um, some schools were able to get those signing day events going. I think Maynard was able to do theirs today. I also see Flex giving love to a Westlake, uh, guy from Westlake, Bryce Chambers, who has uh, signed um, with Texas. Moving forward, also uh, a little shout-out to one of the uh, the studs out at LBJ, class of 26, we're looking way ahead here, Caleb Crenshaw is a name you may know. He was, that makes him a freshman from last year, right? Do I have that right? 22, three, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so with, that, with the departure of Cedric Alexander, he's going to be one of those names you will be hearing. He's got a UTSA offer, rushed for 645 yards and three touchdowns on just 50 carries last year. That's 12.9 a carry. If you need him. It's pretty good. <laughs> Not it's bad. Good. And Flex was giving him some love uh, the last couple of days. So remember to check out Flex ATX on your social media. And then, Zay, there was the moment when I felt like a really old man. So our man Nate, one of our favorite listeners, reaches out to let us know that his daughter is now a District 13 5A champion in wrestling. Wow. She apparently, from this picture I am gleaning, uh, if I know my logos, she is wrestling at Glenn High School. So I realize who this is, and I'm like, wait a second. Hold on, that's Nate's daughter? So wait a second. Years ago, Kevin Dunn and I are doing a show, I think it was around draft time, and Nate introduces himself and his daughter's there with him, and she's like five at the time. And I knew, man, this guy must really dig the station. Because I think we were at like Bombshells or it was either Bombshells, Twin Peaks, Hooters, something like that. I was like, yeah, it's going to be, you know, you're bringing the, bringing the kids in. <laughs> bringing the kids in for that oh, It can be a little, a little uncomfortable. But hey, they, everybody was, it was great there at Bombshells that night, as I recall. Um, but anyway, he walked up. She was cute as she could be. And she gave autographs to me and Kevin. She didn't want our autograph. She wanted to give her autograph to us. And So so shout out to Grayson, who knew back then. She pulled to Andy Roddick. I'm only realizing now. She went Andy Roddick on us. Andy Roddick, when he was 8 or 9, he signed tennis balls for his family because he knew he was going to be famous. You could say that's egotistical, but he was also right. So he'd he'd sign them and give them to you for Christmas and say that's going to be worth something someday. And he That's ends so up, and he ends up being right. So Grayson signed the napkins for me and for Kevin. And somewhere in my house, I still have the napkin. I hope I can find it. Uh, she also get, brought some little trinkets for me at one point, little like buccaneer toys that they'd gotten out of the machine, you know, that you have in the grocery store. She was the sweetest little girl, and now she's a wrestling champion. So I'm glad she's on my side. At least I hope, Grayson, you're still out there and you're still on my side. You better not have lost that napkin. Yeah, no, because trust me, I'm going to find that napkin so you don't have to come put me in like a sleeper hole or something. (laughs) I don't need that. I don't need that. I I, I definitely would be on the losing side there. But congrats to Grayson and shout out to Nate, one of our great listeners there. That's what happens when you do it as long as I've done it. People start growing up and kids are listening and then they become adults and stuff. Yeah. What is that? wrestler?
0: Like she's a badass. Yeah. That's when awesome. it's state and
1: wrestling. How about that? It's amazing. Uh, district champ right now. District champ. Oh, district champ. District. District. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On the way. On the way, yeah. yeah. to regionals. head okay. to regionals okay. now. Okay, yeah. yeah. We well, wish uh, that Glenn wrestling team all the best and everybody else that's advancing in wrestling. Remember, Flex tries to cover it all. So let us know uh, about your star athletes. Boys, uh, boys sports, girls sports, we try to cover it all. Uh, and the Flex crew tries to do a good job of covering it all for you. And we bring you that Flex segment at one30 every day. Coming up at 2, we'll get back into the big stories in Big D, where Kyrie Irving is a maverick and the Cowboys get their OC. Plus, we've got some updates for you as we lead up to the Super Bowl. Some Chiefs news. Uh, Also, if you believe in uh, I guess superstition, the Madden simulation has been run on Super Bowl 57. We'll tell you what happened and what that means. Up next, though, it's where we at in society with Zay. We'll see what he's got for us as we start Super Bowl We keep it right here on the horn. All right, rolling through a Monday. You're never going to do it without what? The Fez. Without the Fez. Oh, like a hat? I guess. Is that what that is? F-E-Z? Fez. That's that puffy, like, isn't that that fuzzy hat? Like a winter hat? I think that's what a Fez is. Ain't going to do it without the Fez on. I have not heard this song. Uh... Yeah, I got no guess for you on this one. You're bald. You could probably pull off the fez. <laughs> I might. I might need it in cold <laughs> cold weather. I might need a little fez. Who is it? Steely Dan. Oh yeah. See, the Steely Dan fans will not be happy with me. Never a band I really got into. I know our man Craig way digs Steely Dan. They're uh they're big time man. Just kind of miss Steely Dan. My dad wasn't into Steely Dan. My brother wasn't into Steely Dan. I never met anybody that was until I met Craig, and I didn't find that out until much much later. Craig and I talked a lot more sports than we did music. That's yeah, vibe. Yeah, I no, like it. But, no, it's good. They got a they got a good vibe going on. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that hour two, um, I think the hour two intro to "Light the Tower" might be Steely Dan. Really. Maybe it's somebody. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Now that I say it out loud, that might not be right. But I know Craig digs him uh, and has seen him in concert. Steely Dan, Real McCoy, Tora Tora, and Jerry Reed have all been a part of the show today. By the way, Chad, shout yep. out to female
0: listener one on the Specs text line, that's 0512-337-3776. They said that Harry Styles' cleavage was on point last night.
1: Harry Styles' cleavage <laughs> was there? I'm glad she brought it up. Harry Styles' cleavage with a little... If you like a little chest hair and some tats and a completely audacious outfit, he's got it. The man's got it. Trevor Noah had a great line last night about women throw their panties up on stage, then he puts them on and looks better than they do. (laughs) Like That was (laughs) was a good line. (laughs) That was a solid line. That's Harry. He said it while sitting next to Harry. Yeah. That was well done. Harry
0: knows. Harry knows his audience.
1: Yeah, the fashion, the the outfit he wore last night for the live performance was incredible, and uh, there was some just there was some amazing looks throughout the night. Uh, that crazy headdress thing that Cardi B was wearing, I w- I don't know how she saw out of that thing. That was wild. It looked like a looked like something you would wear in Gladiator, huh? And and then was the whole dress was made out of it too. It had a very like metallic. You know, everything looked like little pieces of metal just all over it, and she came out and presented something. Yeah, it was good. I saw
0: her and her Baby Daddy Offset, like, slopping face on the red carpet. It was, oh, like, it was a little gross. Yeah, it was Man, lo- They're nasty. Like, it gave me um, Angelina Jolene.
1: Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Gordon. Bob Thornton oh, vibes. Okay. Man, that's yeah, not good. those aren't good vibes. <laughs> those aren't good vibes. And speaking of vibes, I saw two people last night that are not musicians, and they both looked equally uncomfortable being there. Ben Affleck and Megan Fox. They both had the same look on their face. Like, I get why she's there, Machine Gun Kelly. Why has Ben there? Because J-Lo was there.
2: Oh, yeah! yeah!
0: That's right. She
1: presented an award, and, and she, she was sitting right next to her. So, That's right. But it's weird. Even being on with her, or in her case, being with him, completely legitimate musicians that everybody loves. and Well, in some cases, everybody loves. Maybe everybody doesn't love Machine Gun Kelly. But... They both looked out of sorts. They both had this look on their face, like "Yeah, it's not my crowd."
0: Okay, well, give me thing- t-
1: get me to the Oscars or the Golden Globes. That's the look on his face.
0: Yeah, well, two things: Megan Fox was just probably worried about her man, Machine Gun Kelly, passing out on the floor <laughs> due to drugs. And then, That's as fair. far as Ben Affleck, when you're probably the eighth date. That J Lo has taken to the Grammys. Uh, it's not yeah. really special anymore.
1: You think he's just scanning the room thinking, oh yeah, she was with him.
0: She was with him. She, she brought Martin. him here. They did it. An Mark al- Anthony. They did an album together. A Rod was A yeah. Rod's been to the Grammys. Mark Anthony's been to the Grammys. Diddy's been to the Grammys with her. Yeah.
1: The list goes on. That's a tough one. You gotta be able to deal with that in regular life when you meet former boyfriends or former girlfriends, but when yeah. you're meeting them at the Grammys, that is different.
0: Yeah. And it's like. She'll probably feel a certain way when she goes to what's the awards for TV and movies the Oscars Yeah, Yeah. and she'll see like Jennifer Gardner down there. That's probably a little awkward for JLo. Yeah but it's J Lo. She's just so yeah. good. Like she, she ain't sweating no Jennifer Garner. No,
1: that's true. Who he's sweating everybody at the Grammys.
0: Yeah, Jennifer Garner. She ain't Jenny from the block. Yeah, that's Jennifer Garner couldn't play Selena. Yeah, come on
1: now. <laughs> he just looks so <laughs> out of. He looks so uncomfortable last night. All right, uh, let's get a little uh, where are we at in society. Go and see what Zay has for us today. Maybe it is the Grammys. We'll see. Where are we
0: at in society today?
1: All right, Zay, do I need to check Twitter? What's going on? Nope, I am bringing
0: Twitter to you and the people. So I saw this on Twitter this weekend, and Antonio Brown had some things to say about why he's in the state he's in, and he blamed a certain former NFL player for it. Oh, my God. Listen here, Chad. All right. Antonio Brown. Okay. I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE. (laughs) James Harrison had a legal helmet over 20 years in the NFL and he hit me one time and ever since he hit me I've been super aggressive so blame James Harrison for my CTE
1: Just him? Oh my god Just James? I'm not trying to laugh at somebody that thinks they may have CTE but wow That is okay. Now statistically speaking James Harrison was his teammate for more of his career than he wasn't, so is he accusing him of doing it at practice? Practice, yeah. Is that what we're saying. Here? That's what I, That's what we're saying. He's saying that Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff let James Harrison hit him so hard and repeatedly that he got CTE from it, and he knows that for sure. Yeah, he knows it's that exact hit, and that they from look- that exact player and they allowed it to happen. Not Vontez Perfect. Not not, Vontez. no. Because that's the hit we all talk about. That is. With uh, Antonio Brown. Wow. I Don't think I've I've ever heard a player go that specific. Hey, if you want to blame somebody for my CTE, I think it's that guy. That linebacker. Remember that guy? Played at (laughs) Iowa State, and he ended up with uh, the Jags? Yeah, I think that's him.
0: Can't wait till what Troy Aikman comes out and say, "Yo, I retired because of Reggie White. He just gave me one hit and I was done. Well, that was it.
1: I mean, he does we, have a hit, doesn't he? Well, there, yeah, I was about to say, with a guy, there are certain guys where you could have a hit and go, oh, yeah, that's probably it. Because with him, with Troy, it's Lavar Arrington. That's it. That's the hit where I didn't know if Troy was getting up. That was a rough one. Steve Young, Aeneas Williams is the one that hit him that night on Monday Night Football, I think." where I thought Steve Young – that's the first time I was ever watching football where I actually had this thought in my brain of, is he dead? Oh, my God. It's the one and really only time that I've had that thought. Obviously, this DeMar Hamlin thing got that serious because Mm. of the heart issue. But I think it was Aeneas Williams that hit Steve Young. That's crazy, though. Um, And, by the way, James Harrison, of course, would be your – that would be Kent State, in case you thought I was referencing him directly. Yeah, I'm, but he's
0: also saying James wore an illegal helmet
1: for 20 years. What
0: yeah, what does that mean?
1: I know he's going to need to explain that one. What illegal helmet? What are you talking about? Now you're accusing the Pittsburgh Steelers of allowing one of their at their best player, d- defensive player for years, to wear an illegal helmet. What are you, what are you talking about? Because now that's where you're bringing in. This doesn't bring in as many questions as the Arian Foster story from the other day, but it does bring in additional questions. Um, most importantly, I need Antonio Brown to go get checked out. That's what we've been talking about since Vontez Perfect and since he has turned himself into this guy or has turned into this guy. We need to take it very seriously, whether you are a, a complete gentleman or you're a wackadoo like him but he needs to go into the Boston Institute. He needs to go into these different places that Jim McMahon and others have gone to. Go get it checked out, Antonio. Take it seriously. Do not flirt with anyone that helps you. <laughs> Do not pass gas yeah, in, the fart. Fa- in the face of anyone who tries to help you because that makes you a substandard human being. But that's the CTE part. That's, that's, that's the issue. Well, he needs to go find that out. And be serious about it. Like, he needs to go figure that out because that's not how he needs to be behaving. So, uh, but, yeah, never heard that specific a uh, an accusation Why wasn't he at
0: the Grammys? His album was fire. Put that ish on. Remember the dance he was doing? Do your dance, A.B. at the finger pointing? If he I would have not. brought that to the Grammys, You're saying- you can't allow... Antonio Brown being no, the loose cannon that no, he
1: is no, at no, the no, like no. That's a big reason why you didn't see Kanye there. Are you saying that that should have been the 11th album of the year nominee? That should, it should have gotten a consideration. Like somebody in that
0: room, when they're picking the albums, somebody should have said, yo, Antonio Brown, he had some fire in 2022. Wow. He might have lost his damn mind, that's but crazy, put that ish on
1: was a hit. Coming up, we will get your 2 o'clock hour. Uh, we got the Mavs getting Kyrie. We'll get back into that story a little bit. Also, uh, the Grammys were uh, last night, and we talked about that a little bit. I need, We do need to talk about that that hip-hop, uh, the hip-hop rap uh, um, I don't know, montage or mashup or whatever you want to call it. That was incredible. Um, but also, coming up at 2.30, Why Today Matters, our man Super Bowl Stu is in Arizona, and uh, he's going to have interviews throughout the week. That we'll put at hornfm.com. He's gonna to try to set interviews up for us later in the week, but we're gonna check in with Stu. They are doing media night, the what do they call it, opening night media deal tonight. They're doing that again. Uh, so we'll get some details on that too at 2:30. Remember, all throughout the week, the Horns Big Game coverage is brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer. Keep it right here. We'll be talking about that game. We'll be talking Texas and Kansas as well. That's eight o'clock tonight, seven thirty pregame, right here on the horn.